Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Dental Law Radio. Dental Law Radio is brought to you by Oberman Law Firm, a leading dental-centric law firm serving dental clients on a local, regional, and national basis. Now, here's your host, Stuart Oberman. Welcome, everyone, to Dental Law Radio. I always say that... It's a great profession, except for the patients. The patients will drive you nuts. So, and I always say in the meetings that I'm uh, a pleasure speaking at online, tell our, tell our clients, it is not if you are going to get a board complaint, it is when. Because what happens is, is that it is so easy nowadays to file a board complaint. Many things are done online in many states. In some states, I could literally, I could literally go out of your office after I just had a cavity filled, go to QT, grab a, grab a Diet Coke, and I could sit in the parking lot and file a board complaint because I didn't like you. I didn't like your staff. I didn't like how much you charged me. It, it is too easy. So what happens is you get this letter notice from the board. You're shocked. You're angry. What are you going to do? Well, not the question is what, how do you prevent that? Going forward is a whole different scenario than, than prevention. So, you know, a couple of things to think about on the prevention side. Okay. So a patient you do not know is more likely to file a complaint than Aunt Betty, who you've seen for the last 30 years. Patients who not pay their bills are a huge problem. You've got to look at that. Is it risky? Is it risky to file or send them over to collections than it is to let $100, $200 go? Look, at the end of the day, it's a board's responsibility to make sure that you are doing your job correctly. However, a couple of things. Preventive. Before that patient leaves your practice, you better make sure they understand what's expected, what's not expected. You can't, there's no way possible that you can have an inkling as to what that patient is thinking. If there is a concern, then you need to make an additional appointment with that patient because an extra 5, 10, 15 minutes will save you a world of headaches down the road. If you have a problem patient, again, preventative, you have your assistant in there with you telling the patient what is good, the bad, the ugly, and straightforward. One thing I always say is you need to look your patient in the eye. That's a lost art in today's world. When you're looking at your patient and you're telling the patient what's going on, that's a whole different ballgame. You're going to pick up a lot of things you're, you're not going to pick up by talking on telephone. Always, always, always give the patient extra time if they need it. And look, let me tell you this. When, if you got a problem patient, we had doctors that will not talk to patients. If I get a patient that is a problem patient and it communicates with my office manager or whoever's not working, guys, pick up the phone. Call these patients. I say guys, plural, because I'm from the north. So pick up the phone, call the patient, get the problem solved. 
Now, for 10 minutes, they're going to vent and they're going to blow your ear off, which is fine. Let them vent. When we get these problem matters, and I call the patient and I'll say, hey, look, I represent Dr. Jones. Tell me what's going on. For 15 minutes, I'm lambasted about everything that the doctor didn't do, the price, the staff, everything. Great. I'm a venting board. Now let's get to the problem-solving matter. Okay. So when a board matter, when you get when you get a board letter, you got to make sure you understand what the complaint is, the time frame within which to file that complaint. And let me tell you this. When you you don't always have to give a complaint to your malpractice carrier. It is up to you in the facts and circumstances. But let me make this statement very clear. If you have someone from your malpractice carrier that is representing you at a board hearing, they better know what they're doing. We've had cases that that I have handled, and I made it very clear to the malpractice lawyer, look, we do this time and time and time again. This is your second hearing. It's my 700th hearing. Sit back, relax. If you want to join the meeting, fine. Let us take the lead. We know what we're doing. We know the boards. We know what's going on. And you can report back to the insurance company at a later date. So you better know the experience of that lawyer, how to respond. And if that lawyer is just showing up without responding or, or sending down different documents or what, what be required to be proactive, you need, to, you need to find someone else. So the board's going to request, you got to be ready for this, an updated CV, copies of your license, continuing CE education requirements. It's amazing how many of our doctors can't find their CE and wait until after the board hearing, depending if it's informal, to gather it up. These are things you need to gather up beforehand. Give a complete copy of all the records. The last thing you want in the world is to the board to discover that you're not being forthcoming with records. That is a huge, huge problem. So then let Let's talk about defenses. Defenses. Document your instructions to the patient. To the T. Document every complaint, every concern. Put it in the file. Our previous podcast, we discussed there's certain things you can't put in the file, certain things you do not want to put in the file. Derogatory comments, comments regarding race, color, creed, sexual origin, those kind of, those are inappropriate. They should never be in a file. Keep copies of all your correspondence. Keep records of all incidences. Look, things are going to happen. Document them, keep them, keep them in the chart. Update your CV, update your attendance. Keep your resume up to date. And note, note, note extensively all problems with that particular patient. Document it, document it, document it. So what are the most common complaints that we receive? And we receive a lot of complaints uh, from our dental offices. A lot of them are garbage, but some of them are very realistic, and we got to deal with them. So what's the number one complaint? It's hard to say. Uh, let me go through some of these things. And like I said, it's hard to say with number one, number 10. But – what we consider unprofessional conduct is a failure to release records. You want to get an OSHA complaint, you withhold records. You want to get a board complaint, you withhold records. Substandard practice. License expires on your hygienist and your associate doctors. Malpractice claims. 
be thorough. Sexual misconduct on both sides of the fence, male and female, there are things that are absolutely inappropriate. Now, board complaints will also come from your staff. So you've got to be careful also with patient relations. Financial issues. Billing for services that are not rendered, multiple billing, and billing discrepancies. Look, there's times we've been in board complaints and we thought it was clinical. Clinicals was fine and we got absolutely hammered on the financial side because it wasn't documented. There's double entries. Lab referrals were incomplete. So those are things that you've got to take a look at on a broad scale that may go wrong. So what I would do is, on the complaint side, figure out what the problem is with your patients, figure out what needs, how the problem needs to be rectified, take a look at these proactive matters that we've discussed, review them internally with how your procedures are going, and I will tell you, the longer a problem goes on, the bigger the fire, the more expensive it gets. A problem matter is happy when it's closed. Get it done, get it closed, get it released. That is a very, very, very quick update on dental board complaints. Again, I could talk a whole day on this. Just take a look at a couple of things. Take a look at your procedures. And everything should work out okay. Thank you for joining us on Dental Law Radio. My name is Stuart Oberman. If you have any questions, please feel free to give us a call, 770-886-2400. My email is stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at obermanlaw.com. Thanks for joining us and have a fantastic day.